in this moment. Feeling a sense of peace within your body. Being aware of your surroundings and your breath. Being aware of the deep sense of presence within you. journey of your life that has led you to this very moment in time. Observing yourself. Objectively without judgment. between your physical body the serenity inside your mind and the connection to that divine higher part of yourself in your spirit the fusion physical, the emotional, the mental, to the truth of your spiritual. Feel yourself expansive, experiencing yourself more as a soul. You're listening to Manifesting Destiny on Bondi Beach Radio. We have someone pretty amazing with us here today in the studio. And her name is Jo Doyle. Welcome, <laughs> Josephine Sparkles Doyle. Spoonicorn the first. Spoonicorn the first. Good morning. Thank you, Mira. It's really, really <laughs> special to have you here on my last Sydney show for a while. Mm. <laughs> mm, yes, um, and um, and a shout out to 
Mr. Chris Williams, who came in here just a second ago, who keeps us going over here at Bondo Beach Radio and a whole bunch of people as well. Big team. And um, a gorgeous view. What a gorgeous view. And a chilly day here. Yeah. So, Joe, let's... Um, and thank you for that beautiful Sacred Earth track as well, by the way. That was just awesome for you to open us up with that. We normally open with this slightly different track. So that was nice. Yeah, it's one of my go-tos, Sacred Earth. Now, before we get into you being a yoga teacher extraordinaire and on the panel at the World International Yoga Day, um, before we get into all that, I want to know a little bit about the young Joe Doyle. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I do. The teenager <laughs> going, sitting there in school, facing her teachers going, oh, being the truth seer at, at, a, at a young age. Tell where where were you born? That takes us right back. <laughs> oh dear, I, I was born in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was born in Sydney, and um, we moved around. We moved down to Tamora, and then we moved to Gloucester. Where's Tamora? It's just down. It's uh, down near Wagga. Ah, mm-hmm. my dad used to play first grade football for Canterbury and he kept and coached his own team in Tamora down there and then we moved to Gloucester. So my upbringing in my life now is very, very different. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, mm. so <coughs> here you are in Tamora, Gloucester, near Wagga. And how old were you? Were you going to school there? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, uh, my questioning, uh, I guess, was when I was just started high school. You would have been about 12, 13 years mm. old. Mm. What were you like at school? Subjects did you enjoy? Geography, art, music, of course. More, more on the artistic, creative side of, of um, school. And, and I, yeah, I remember doing exams and came first in history and my history teacher and I wow. did not have a good um, relationship. And she said, how did you get first? How did you become first in the class? I said, I cheated. <laughs> and did you? Yeah, I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah. Like, I looked <laughs> at the girl next to me and I'm like, that looks like a great answer. I'll put that down. And my oh, history yeah. teacher was horrified because she just didn't like me. So she wasn't impressed that I, I became top of the class. And I told, her, I told her the truth. I said I cheated and she didn't believe me. So... Oh, she didn't believe you. And you she didn't believe me, but she wanted to, but she didn't. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Now, so, you know, your philosophy on life, your, your parents, your family life, what was that like when you were a teenager? Um, my, my upbringing was quite strict, so, so, and I rebelled against that a lot. You know, I think I was a feminist from a really young age before I knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my, uh, Dad was really strict and Mum was... Really subservient, so um, I'm I'm far from subservient. <laughs> so I, I um, yeah, I didn't like a lot of things, and I questioned a lot of things, and and um, in in turn that that probably that made me who I am, you know. And my first public questioning, I guess, was was when I was about thirteen, and we were in religion at school, and and the um, priest was talking about how God walked on water, and and um, the seas parted. And I'm highly visual. I see things in pictures when people mm. communicate with me. So you're so saying, yeah, God's walked on water. Yeah. And I'm like, that, that's So that's for me, I'd be picturing Johnny Depp <laughs> walking, you know, 
because they won't know what everyone else's picture is. So God, with his two dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little tiny. Awesome. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, so you're picturing God walking on water and then the seas parting. Yeah, physically. and and I said to him, how how did that how did that happen? How did he walk on the water? Were there people holding planks just under the water and he walked on it, or um, when the seas parted, was it when it was a low tide and they built brick walls and then the seat? That's because I couldn't work it out. And he said, you know. You're not meant to question. You're just meant to have faith. I'm like, oh, well, I I just don't. And I went to a Catholic school as well with nuns. So that you weren't really um, encouraged to think outside the square. It was do do as you're told and think as we think and and say yes and agree and you'll be fine. So so I guess I went in search of things since then because that didn't make sense to me. Mm. Wow. And what did your religion teacher say to you? I'm really curious about that. Well, I remember, you know, going back to maybe when I was about seven and asking a nun something and she said, you have to have faith. And as a seven-year-old, I didn't know what faith meant. Mm. How do you, and how do you explain that to someone? So I didn't know what that meant. And I'm like, oh, what, what, what does, what, what, what <laughs> does that yeah. mean? So, <clears throat> and they were really strict. So you got the message pretty quickly to not ask questions. Mm. You weren't encouraged. You were just, and these were nuns with habits and sticks and yeah right yeah wow Mm. wow and so how do we catapult from there up to (coughs) your early 20s right late teens a 19 20 year old joe well people call you joanne do people call you josephine do people call you jojo (laughs) what did they what, what, what were you like um, you've always just, you've always been Joe. That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, love it. I don't think I, I didn't have nicknames at school. It wasn't a nickname. So Sparkles is only coming about sparkles later. Sparkles is, yeah. is from, um, at Minity Bell, actually. She called me Josephine Sparkles Unicorn the first one night and it kind of stuck. Sparkles. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I, I did. I started hairdressing when I was young. I moved back to Sydney and did hairdressing. And then I always wanted to go overseas and work for the world champions. So at 27, I went overseas and worked for the world champions. I, I, um, I managed their salon over there and I ended up working on cruise ships all through the Mediterranean. And, and um, <clears throat> that's when books started falling into my lap. And the first book I read was uh, Wayne Dyer, Pulling Your Own Strings. And that changed my life. Oh, we're going to track, but we hold that Wayne Dyer note and um, let's get the technology happening. So we've got such a lovely playlist here with Joe Doyle here today um, on Manifesting Destiny and um, it's been beautiful. Is this, we've got Wink, is that what's going on right now? Yeah, this song, this song is um, the first time I ever heard of Sacred Earth was when I was doing my yoga teacher training. I thought it was the most exquisite, beautiful voice I'd ever he- heard. And, and here it is. Yeah. We've got Call to the Divine, Sacred Earth on Manifesting Destiny with our special guest, Joe Doyle.
You're listening to Manifesting Destiny on Bondi Beach Radio. I hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you are on this beautiful planet. And um, we have an awesome guest in here with us today. That's uh, the magical Josephine Sparkles, <laughs> Joe Doyle, Soul Fusion Yoga. <laughs> the many personalities the many pers- of. <laughs> and so we left you guys off with a little bit of Joe's background. So... You know, country and, you know, nun, sort of, you know, and was it like a convent school? Was it like a, no, it was a, it was a school run by nuns, yeah. I guess it was. It was yeah. a Catholic school run and there was a church there. And, and only girls only, yeah. Oh. No, it was mixed. Mixed. Okay, so it's a co-ed Catholic school. Mm. Yep. And then came to Sydney at what age? I was born in Sydney. Oh, but, okay. Then but we left when I was seven. Okay. And then I came back to Sydney when I was 16. <coughs> and then you knew head, like hair, hairdressing was your path for, you just knew, you, did you leave school to do no, that? No. no, you carried on and mm. then, but you just knew I'm going to go to Europe, I'm going to do the world champions hairdressing, mm. which you did. And in that time you found the Wayne Dyer's book. I did. I was um, <coughs> I was working on a cruise ship at the time. Bored, so bored. Because <laughs> I tra- well, that's really bad. I was travelling through Europe prior to that, and then when I went on the cruise ship, we weren't going to the same places, which was great. And I guess it's interesting how the universe puts you into a situation. And I said to one of the girls on the ship, "Do you have anything to read?" And and she said, "Oh, I've got a book, but it's pretty heavy." And I'm like, well, I, I think I could carry it back to my room. <laughs> That's what I, oh, what do you mean? It's a heavy book. That's what I'm literally. <laughs> so um, I pick yeah. up this small little book called. It uh, wasn't heavy. No, no, it was heavy in, in material. And as soon as I started reading it, it all, it all made sense, you know. And when the student is ready, the teacher really does appear. So it's I, a dire. Yeah, yeah. Bless his soul. Oh, mm. he must be here with us right now. That's cool. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably with a lot of people. Hey? <laughs> so uh, that book was is about teaching how to set boundaries. You know, and and when you the one thing the one of the things that stood out for me was saying what it is that you want, like you know, wanting respect or wanting whatever it is that you want, and saying that and just saying that. Mm. Instead of getting caught off on a tangent and going down a road of a thousand other things, you just keep it simple and mm. say what it is that you need and the person will either step up to that or not. And then you've, you've given them your boundary. They'll either respect that or not and, and um, then you can see – then you make your next move. You know, it's like playing a game of chess really. Mm. But that was fascinating, that book. It, it certainly empowered me. And what was the title of that, Wayne Dyer book? Pulling Your Own Strings. Ah, oh, Pulling Your Own Strings. Mm. Beautiful. Then I went on to read a few more uh, of his books. And um, then, then it started. The seed was planted. That was it. And then um, – well, just and, and even that, like pulling your own strings and even just, you know, the fact that you know, this is the Manifesting Destiny program. Um, manifesting, I mean, you, you literally say to yourself, oh, I want to be in Europe and I want to be doing hair for these world champion hairdressing – what is it, like a – Shows? Are they show- they're all shows, is it? Shows. They had they had salons through through London and um, and Europe, and I just fell into managing one of them without much effort. It was <laughs> it's interesting how it just all here you go, here you go mm. gets handed, and that's the thing with manifesting. I think really you know it, you've made up your mind upon it, and you're actually not all that attached. Mm. That's the key. I think that's 
That's been my lesson. Mm. Don't be that attached. Don't grip it with your hand in a clenched fist. Let it go a little bit. And then it just comes rolling in. And I've, I've watched you do this a lot. I mean, manifesting was one of the topics that we want to cover today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, uh, you know, I'll, for those of you that don't know, well, Joe and I have known each other for a little while. Not very long. Two years. Two years. Two two years. <laughs> and um, I think that was, you were definitely, what I noticed about you, other than being a brilliant manifester, I noticed that you have an ability to see the truth of, cut straight through to the very core of the person. Um, and that's, and you're unafraid to do it within the first, you know, one hour of meeting someone or 10 seconds of meeting someone. And I think that's, that's rare and it's lovely and it's refreshing. Some people could find that confronting. Of course. Um, but for me, it was genuinely a, it was a very special time when we met because a lot of change was, was occurring in my life at that time. And you appeared at that point of change and at the point where I really had to cut through a lot of truths for myself. So I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, but let's get back to your Wayne Dyer and your trip. You, you're in Europe and then you're in London. And then when do you come back into Australia? When I was 31. So I was, so I was there for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you, and so had you started yoga then or no? No, no, no. no. no okay. I didn't know anything about it. Well, that, that's, I, I knew of, yoga but I didn't know what it was mm -hmm. because back then it wasn't open like it is now mm. so I just saw people walk into a building with a, a round piece of rubber and come back out looking like they all had hash cookies or something you know? <laughs> it was like what are they doing in there it was not open unlike other other forms of exercise you see it out you see soccer and tennis and everything else swimming yes, and yes. outside but you yeah. never saw yoga outside like you well, do now so your yoga class will not be televised <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so that I never really knew anything about it, what it was about, or no idea. And then, and ha was your lifestyle going that way at this point? Or, but you, so you found Wayne Dyer. You're mm. starting to look at the law of attraction a little bit and pulling your own strings and emotional intelligence and mm. and all that kind of you know, very on the path Wayne Dyer, um, which I think is totally completely congruent to the yogic path. Mm. Um, so. When you started reading these books and there's something that, that I've always said about touching the head when you're doing, you know, I think there's a certain, people get very attached to the hairdressers. People yeah. get very attached to the people that touch their crown chakra. Mm. It is, you know, you think about the great priests and the, the most important blessings where that you actually get touched upon the crown of your head. You know, it's a, it's a sacred place to touch. Mm. Um, and I've always thought about this. Um, every hairdresser I've had at different times in my life, I had this very strong awareness that they were bringing peace to my brain. Not just doing, yeah, I'd go away and look great at the end of it, but I always had an awareness that they were touching my head. And I'd sit there and I'd close my eyes and I'd accept they're touching my head, my crown, you know. Mm. Um, and... Did you have that kind of awareness of what when you were doing that? Oh, as you touch my head just then, everyone, she just moved some hair off my eye and touch my head. Oh. Look, I, I, I was, I'm very well aware of, of the power of human touch, you know, and you have one chance, one chance to make someone feel your intention with the power of your hands, you know. So 
you need to make it's it's important for someone to feel safe when you're doing that. Mm. So for me, I, I didn't really talk much as a hairdresser. I, I found it got in the way of what I wanted to create. Which is very different to a mm. lot of salons. Some mm. salons you walk in it's like... Yeah. I'm not great with small talk and, and I wasn't shy about saying that. <laughs> so the interesting thing was is because I wasn't shy about saying that, my clientele grew and grew and grew because oh, I can go somewhere where I don't have to be, I don't have to talk. I can just sit there yeah. and read my books or... or just be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And enjoy that. So... That's beautiful. Mm. That like just the power of you again being the truth. See, saying, "Look, I'm a hairdresser. Yeah, I'm not going to make shit chat with you. So just sit quietly. I'll do your hair. <laughs> Get on with it. Let me just touch a crown. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> Finished. Next. <laughs> but it's, that's gold. That, it's, that's pretty much what it was like. You, you know? know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, and yeah. the fact that your clientele grew and grew and grew, and you didn't have to talk to them because mm. they could feel it. I find I, I'm challenged to be creative and talk at the same time, you know. And if people did talk to me and it was an interesting conversation, I would have to stop what I was doing and engage with them. So uh, uh, how breaks. Could I, yeah, how breaks could I possibly do that? Cut hair and talk at the same time. And it's a funny thing because you're multitasking. Cre- you're multitasking. It I'm really bad at multitasking. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of contention about the word multitasking. Is it possible to actually multitask or is it you're, you're so focused that you do one thing and nothing and nothing and nothing, but you're actually single-pointedly focused. Mm. So it's a, yeah, it's a funny one, multitasking. But, you know, I think you're multitasking when you start the washing machine and that's still washing and you're doing something else over here. But you're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, I think that's multitasking. Yeah. You've got the oven going and it's baking something. The washing machine's cooking something over there. But you've got other instruments in the yep. physical world assisting you. Helping you, know. you out, exactly. Yeah, you've got a radio show uploading to SoundCloud at the same time. You're cooking dinner. You're, you're on the phone to a friend. Like, you know, that's, I think that's a bit of multitasking maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then you've got other th- creativity. So you've got, you've got hands, you're understanding intuition. You're understanding your hands on people's crowns, chakra. You're, you've also got singing. You've got yoga teacher. You're a massage therapist. You're Reiki. You've done, you know, there's a... There's a bunch of other careers that you've done in the meanwhile and management and so many other things that you've picked up along the way and put in your back pocket. Mm, mm. So did, do you go from hairdressing to massage or did you know, okay, I can massage, I can touch, I've got the power of touch? Oh, look, I didn't know anything. I wasn't that aware back in my <laughs> 20s, much <laughs> like most 20-year-olds, you know, too busy going out. In your 20s, you're certainly stuck in your ego. You know, you don't know too much. Well, I didn't anyway. I had a car accident. I had a head-on car accident when I was 27. Mm. And uh, I did a lot of damage to my my. That was here back. in In Sydney. Sydney. Yep. Uh, so I, I had never experienced pain before, physical pain like that before. So that was quite a shock to think that I, I couldn't actually move without, without being in any pain. Well, I'm going to leave your car accident story after another track that we're going to have. So we've got Jo Doyle here with us at Bono Beach Radio in the house and she's going to share with us how she got into the yoga journey with a bit of Stevie Wonder. Over time I've been building my castle of love Just for Though you never knew you were my reason I've gone much too far for you now to say 
that I've got to throw my castle away over dreams. I am beat out of perfect come true. Though you never knew it was of you, I've been dreaming. The Sandman has come from too far away for you to say, Come back some other day. And though you don't believe that they do. Radio and oh, oh, he's just amazing, he's amazing, isn't he? He really is amazing. And um, I went to his concert many years ago, thanks wow. to Zia and Shane, wow. and it was at the Entertainment Center. Good old Entertainment Center. It was great. Do you ever? Did you just stand there and not not speak, not move? I did, uh, his voice was impeccable. Yeah, impeccable. Yeah. Like him and Prince. Actually, I saw Prince <laughs> at the Opera House mm. the other day. Me and Prince hanging out. <laughs> Um, and and I have said this before, he was a pillar of health, Prince. He yeah. was so fit, on point, clear, one man and piano, didn't mess up one song, one nothing. It was perfect. Mm, mm. And so all that stuff about him dying of drugs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, the media, don't you love them? Yeah. 
Once so he wrote a song about chemtrails, that's it, you're out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're too educated, get out. Yeah. We don't just like you. Just keep it simple, just sing a couple of songs and look lovely and, and yeah. um, don't, don't get don't political on us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, Steve, you wanted to tell us your story. Well, I I, um, I used to work in an office for about five minutes because it was hell for me. <laughs> and um, I, there was this young girl and we were talking about music and she was talking about all these people that I had not heard of. And I think most of them were rappers, which is just not my style. And and we were talking about something and I said, oh, um, have you heard of Stevie Wonder? And she said, who? I oh, my Lord. How are she? She's no, 12? Oh, oh, I thought, <laughs> this is what I thought. I, she didn't hear what I said. <laughs> yeah, right. And I said, I said, Stevie Wonder. And she said, is he a rapper? And oh, I, I, I swear to God, I was trying to find something to throw at her. I'm like, what are you? Oh, what do you say to that? <sighs> Bless. I think I'm showing my age, really. No, no. He's... No. There are just some musical greats that you really ought to know about in your life and he is certainly one of them. Amazing. Overjoyed. And that violin section is oh. perfect. And, and, this is, and this is the thing, music for you. This mm. is huge. Let's come to music because, mm. no, we were going to come to your car accident but we'll come to that after that, mu- that little Stevie Wonder music section because okay. you sing jazz. Mm-hmm. You, you also, so in between, when did you do the singing? How's all this come about? Oh, look, that's... Did you do music in school? <laughs> I did. I did. I did do music in school. I started singing in my 20s and uh, then I had a um, – I'd met this – I'd met a girl at a, at a karaoke bar of all things and, and um, of course, and she was exceptional. <laughs> she was an exceptional singer and we became mates and we started singing together, which was um, quite amazing to be singing with someone so brilliant. And um, then I had my car accident and I went overseas after that. When Roughly what? what, what um, 27, I went over 27. Okay, this is, and this is a car accident and, okay, yeah. So it's interesting how life leads you to places. So I yep. was like doing some karaoke stuff and then I was hosting karaoke and then I was working down the snow for a season and mm-hmm. hosting down there and being the, you know, entertainer and and went overseas, started working for the world champions over there and, and, and travelling around and um, doing bits of singing over there and then came back here and yeah, I came back to Sydney, and I don't think I was—I don't think I was doing much singing here mm-hmm. in Sydney. I was just back from overseas, and I think when you spend time overseas, you really—you really grow into yourself. Who you mm. are, you don't have any responsibility or any family members telling you how to be, who to be, and, yeah, and what to say. Uh, and, yeah, open to that. Yeah, freedom. It's such an—it's such an education. Mm. So, and it was life changing for me on on so many levels, and especially doing a lot of reading and a lot of empowering myself. And, and going, was wow. that the time when you came back and you had a car accident? When after you came back, no, no I had a car accident when I was twenty seven. Then went overseas. Then went overseas. Okay, so, so all the these books around. happened. You know? Okay. So how life all is like a patchwork and it all matches up and you see how things happen and, and evolve and it's so interesting and so exciting yeah. when you're open to it. So I came back and I can't remember what I did. Probably some hairdressing. Yeah, I did. I did. And mm. I was told about three times to read a book called Conversations with God. Oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I ain't reading no book about God, you know. Like, <laughs> like when that. You, when, yeah. <laughs> when you're brought up Catholic, uh, Catholic and you go to a Catholic school, you don't want to hear anything about the great Lord. You just don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a bit of a believer in the in threes. And, and the third person said, have you read Conversations with God? And I'm like, oh. This is Neil Donald. 
Neil Donald Walsh. Walsh. Mm. Yes. And I hadn't, but I thought, okay, I will. And um, because I have my views around mm. what God is to me. And in my mind, he is not, or she, you know, the ultimate, it, the universe, it? however you want to look at it, whatever your concept is, whatever your religion is, is non-judgmental. Mm. We are here to make conscious or unconscious choices and we have consequences with those. Mm. So when I read this book, I was like, oh, this is exactly how I feel about things. This is exactly I how I see things. I remember the first time I read that book too and I was just going, yeah. okay. <laughs> how does this how does this work? How yes. is how is this conversation actually happening? Yeah, it wasn't so much. I mean, it's a great story yeah, how it all story, came to, yeah. but it was the information that that really mm. landed with me, and I, I think it's one of the best books that uh, it's one of the most profound books I've read, mm. I, I'm mm. especially as a having a Catholic upbringing, yeah, and not believing in that, not believing the Catholicism saying. If you don't do this, you'll be going to hell. I'm like, as if, as if. Mm, That's mm. the choice. Well, and it's funny. When I look at it comparing, you know, let's let's get into religion, shall we? Um, (laughs) Anything can happen here at Manifesting Destiny. Um, You know, when I look at the the Hindu philosophy or the – when you look at the the way they look at hell, it's hell is the karma that we sow here on earth. Like Mm. it's the – hell is here on earth. Heaven is here on earth. Mm. But we're here to emancipate all that through samadhi. You know, oh, uh, we have a reading here. Um, <laughs> Joe's like making little shaking head faces at me from this amazing book that she's got in front of her. It's The Hidden Power in Humans and it's Chakras in the Kundalini and what it, who is it, Di? Parahansa Swami Maheshwarananda. Oh, oh, the roll of the tongue. The Indian, me, the Indian me comes out. <laughs> Parahansa Swami Maheshwarananda. Oh, there you go. Fabulous. And um, read us the highlighted page there you've got over mm. there, Joe. Well, it's interesting because uh, talking about karma and the part I've got highlighted here is karma, actions and destiny. I think it's actions and manifesting destiny. But it talks about consciousness and it talks about free choice over our actions. And only we humans are capable of consciously shaping and changing our life. I think animals are much smarter than us just quietly. But Sometimes, um, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. The karmic law states that every action we take will at some time come back to us in the same way as it went out from us. Oh, like that's mm. a doozy, isn't it? And it, I, you know, they, that's I've always quote from the book of Murdad from Mikhail Naimi's book. Um, there's an entire chapter, chapter five, which speaks about about that. It says, like, you know, what think as if every thought were to be written and etched upon the sky and fire for all to see and. Listen as if you would listen as if an ear was pressed uh, – speak as if an ear was pressed upon your lips mm. to listen mm. as if the world entire were but a single ear for and so it is, you know, and act as if every single action were recoil upon your own head for in truth every action does, you mm. know. And whether it happens this lifetime or another lifetime, it's still going to come back to us. Mm. So there's kind of a divine balance in all that, I think. Yeah. That's w- that's the comfort I feel from that. Um and that's why I think with the religious way, the Catholic way in terms of where they go, well, that's it. If you do something negative or bad or wrong, you will burn in hell after this life. Uh, it's all a bit too quick <laughs> in the grand scheme of the cosmos. Yeah, the, the uh, Catholic religion doesn't give you much room to think for yourself and be independent, you know. And, and um, what I've recently learned is that there's two types of people Two types of people. Oh, oh, there's a person that does as they're told, 
Mm. And, and if they get an illness, they do what the doctor says. Mm. They don't question. They just believe that that's the fact and that's, that's it. And when you broke your back... Well, I didn't break it. Oh, I, I, I really messed it up a bit. In uh, the my lower back, yeah. yeah. And, and then there's people that do question and, and bless them because they're the changers and the seekers in the world that make a difference, you know. So tell us about what you did after the accident. So my back was fine, really. After a while, I didn't do any exercise uh, per se. I, I walked a lot and, and but nothing was conscious, really. I used mm-hmm. to do a lot of um, bodybuilding in my early 20s, but nothing like that now. Um, but it came back to haunt me when I was about 35 really badly. Like, and, and the osteo at the time that was looking after me when I had the accident told me that. And I was like, whatever, when you're 20, you don't, you know, you think you're invincible. So it did come Mm. back to haunt me and I was in chronic pain for about five years and I had, um, the left side of my leg would go numb for a lot. I couldn't have a massage because when I'd laid face down, my leg would go numb and Mm. it was so irritating. And, and the pain in my back, I, I, um, I hadn't slept a full night's sleep for years and you just, Mm. you begin to accept it when you're in pain, you you tend to learn to live with it and accept that that's how it is. You don't think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because you're in so much pain. I think it's like being really overweight. You think, oh, what's the point? I'll just keep eating because I'm never going to lose this weight. Or, right. or I'm, Almost I'm futile. Not, how can I possibly feel better? You know. So all the books that I had read, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, that's mm. like a, that's a real go-to for me. Yeah. Um, Caroline Meese mm. is exceptional. Deepak Chopra. Uh, all of these books I'd read and and I'm like, okay, I get the emotional, I get the emotional the understanding. Yeah. I, and so mm-hmm. that was my, that's what was my start of being curious about what's really going on, not how we show up physically, but what's really going on inside the body. Yeah. Mm. So I went to see um, healers and, and chiropractors and, and physios and, and um, that some gave me a little bit of relief, but nothing long term. Mm. And L4, L5, the lower back around there, I had um, about two to four bulging discs in my back. And at the mm. end, it was just bone on bone. There was no cartilage left. It was like walking around with knives in your back. It was excruciating, excruciatingly painful, sitting up, getting mm. out of bed. Everything was very challenging, getting in the car. And um, I think people, listeners can relate, like people that have had such chronic illness or pain or even mm, depression or whatever mm. it may be that has overcome you in some shape or way or form, depending on whatever emotional link that it had that triggered it. But I think people can relate to that when it's kind of like, whoa, every day becomes a bit of a whoa. Yeah. Get through the day. And instead of doing anything about it, I, I just tried to cope with it. And and you you it becomes a part of your life and you don't realise just how powerful the human brain is the mind is to help you do what it is that you want to do so um then i i thought nothing i'm reading and nothing i am doing is working the spiritual path is garbage it's not working it's rubbish because i didn't know anyone that had healed their body i didn't know mm-hmm. anyone it, I thought it must just be people that live in America that can heal their body. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> selling it to me, yeah, Anthony Robbins. <laughs> You're selling it to me, man. Yeah. So, um, oh, no, his voice is not like he's more like. You're selling it to me. <laughs> I knew we were gonna go somewhere today. We went to Anthony Robbins. The giant with him. Yeah. <laughs> you can heal your body. Just strain your throat more. Push it. <laughs> Walk on the fire. Walk on the fire. 
Like, no, 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 walk in a real fire, you know. Yeah. Step it up a bit. Uh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so... I, I came you didn't to believe a, these bloody hippies. You're like enough nah. with these heal your life people. Yeah, enough. look, that's where it got to. Even though it was a part of my life for 10 years, reading all of these books and expanding my mind, <laughs> it was all knowledge. Nothing was wisdom yet. Yeah. And so it came to crunch time and I thought I have, I'm done with this pain. I'm done with it. I just yeah. can't do it anymore. Mm. So I went to see a specialist that looks after um, a, uh, a well-known football team. Mm-hmm. I thought he'll know because he'll see this kind of thing all the time. All the time, yep, yep. So I had MRIs and, and X-rays and all that, and and when I got the results back, he said you don't have any cartilage, and and um, that will not repair itself. So you're going to be in this pain for the rest of your life, or we can operate <sighs> and um, just fuse your spine, and and uh, oh it's my a gosh. it's a small operation. People have it all the time, and I, I looked at him like he said, "We're going to take you out the back and shoot you." <laughs> <laughs> You want to what? You want to cut my spine open? I'm like, are you? Haven't you read these books? Don't you know anything? So, so uh, that's what he basically laid out two options and said, "This is all there is." We're going to shoot you, or you're going to have to have an operation. No, he didn't say we're going to shoot you. That was my, me being Hollywood dramatic. Yeah, love it. Well, when you're in the arts, why not? So <laughs> I, I was horrified at that choice, and two things popped up in my mind that that was not an option for me. And the other option, whatever, the other thing that popped into my mind was you have not done enough for yourself. That was really clear. You have not done enough. Whew, what and a revelation. It, yeah. And, and I struggled to get out of the chair and I said operating on my spine is not an option for me. And he said, look at yourself. You cannot even stand up straight. Well, he was a ball of optimism, wasn't he? <laughs> he said, what are your options? And I said, I do not know, but I will find something. And I Never saw him again? There, never saw him again. Got in the car and drove over to a girlfriend's place, bawling my eyes out. Oh. I said, I think I'm going to end up in a wheelchair. I don't know what to do oh. about this pain. Oh, wait, so you were at 35? I was, I was 40 then. 40, okay, right. So I had this pain for about five or six years. Oh, honey. Yeah. And, and she said, Joey, just come to yoga. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Why are you? I, I, I am no hippie. I'm not into smoking pot. I like, don't like group sex and I'm in nah, <laughs> nah. I'm not wearing orange. Orange doesn't suit me and I'm not shaving my head. I'm not doing that, you know? Because <laughs> that's what I do every day. Well, I'd been good friends with her for a long time and we had a, we read all the same books and stuff and, and she said, just just try it. Just try it. That's You've got nothing to lose and we're going to go to another fabulous track. Oh, I'd leave them hanging on a cliffhanger with the first... What this, song have you got for us? This song, this song is, is incredible. It's called Damn Your Eyes. And what I love about it is her passion as a vocalist and the slide guitar and, and the funky bass. And, and um, enjoy this because she's the whole song is incongruency. I love it. Damn Your Eyes. <laughs>
much I'll change Somehow you never do, you never do, you never I believe all your lies, that look in your eyes You make it all seem true I guess I see what I wanna see Or is it my heart deceiving me With that look I know so well Destiny on Bondi Beach Radio, and we've got the magnificent Josephine Sparkles, <laughs> Unicorn, the first Soul Fusion, the first yeah. uh, in the studio. And a shout out to Steph, we love you. We do. Oh. We love our Steffi. <laughs> um, now we left everyone a bit of a cliffhanger there because we we know that you've had a bit of a um, just waving to the Bondi people just then looking at us. Um, we had left you all on when that moment was when you were like right. You're with this football team's osteophysio person. He's gone, look, you're either going to have surgery mm. or we're, so we're going to cut open your spine and mm. fuse together. Yep. Awesome. Mm. Great. Have mm. a great life. Yeah. Or what was his other alternative? Just It'd take me out the back and shoot me really, I think. Yeah. Great. And you went and then your friend's gone, look, come on, Joe, come to yoga. Yeah. And you're like, that was I'm it. not quite a hippie, but I'm going to go to yoga. Well, I, I said, I was, I said, I'm not going to go by myself. And she said, okay, I'll come with you. So we went and um, that was 11 years ago. Mm. And uh, the t- my teacher, Craig Smith, I was with him for six years of yoga and daily life. He's now with – he has his own uh, – he branched out on his own now. He's Brisbane Yoga and Meditation. He's exceptional. He's um, ashram trained. So they're, they're trained all-encompassing. So as a student, I learned – everything and I just Mm. thought that was normal in a yoga studio but going back to my first class when I went in there and I told him about my injuries and he said well just um you know don't push yourself and 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 that's don't push yourself and and just uh, be Mm -hmm. gentle that really wasn't in my vocabulary you know so and then when I walked in the room everybody's in laying down in shavasana I'm like I can't I can't even do that Mm. as with with chronic back back pain to lay flat on your back was (laughs) oh I'm like oh I'm so doomed here 
I needed mm. help getting down onto the floor. Mm. That's how bad the pain was. And, and uh, the first class was not enjoyable at all physically. Mm. And uh, I remember being, I don't know, it might have been just bringing one knee into your chest and that was like, oh, the pain mm. in my back. And he could hear me like wincing. He saw me wincing and he mm. came over and mm. he said, you know, are you okay? And I said, that's just really painful. And he, he stopped and he paused and he said, so why are you doing it? And I had I had nothing to say. Mm. Uh, I, it, that changed my life. Yeah. Why, why was yeah. I putting myself in more pain? You know. So uh, it you know, if that moment could be translated to every yoga studio across the planet right now, mm. we could have massive change. Oh look, yeah. The teachers need to become more conscious because we're too focused on asana and uh, nothing else. And it's not it's um it's not enough. It's not enough to uh, make the changes that need to be made. As, as teachers, we need to be all-encompassing, in, in my view, because it changed my life. Mm. You know, and, and, um, Just that simple question, you're, you're in pain. Okay, you're pulling this knee into your chest even more. So why are you doing it? Mm. Just having teachers that are that conscious and that aware, you know. Well, and, and doesn't that just trickle down because that's the whole point of this. And even in the morning meditation today was the connection between your physical body the mental and the emotional state mm. so that you can experience the spirit. How can we do that if we're ignoring what the body's physically even telling us at a basic level going, ah, no, this hurts me so much. It seems obvious to not do it. <laughs> if it, it's killing you to that point where it's bringing such discomfort. It does. And then I think when you have that awareness, that's when the shifting will change. Because up until then, I was a walking head. I, I had mm -hmm. disassociated from the pain in my body and disconnected. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people can, uh, and can as you, know, you relate to that. Mm. Totally relate to that. Even people that are very sick and, and they just still don't pay attention to what's going on in their body. They think it's not, it isn't connected. I had a conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago and he said, you know what? I, I, I've got this feeling, I, I think that the mind and the body could be connected. And I'm like, you think? Like, <laughs> how do you think you pick up a glass to drink? How, how do you? But this is what I mean. People are so disassociated, they don't associate it because we're in the mind and thinking so much. And Craig used to say, when I first started going to yoga, wherever you feel the sensation in your body, breathe into that space and, mm. and feel that expand. And with your long exhale, soften and, and let that go. Just soften and soften and soften. And I thought, man, this guy's had a few too many cones before he came to yoga. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what those words meant. Uh, I didn't know what those words meant. And now they're part of your yoga and teacher I repertoire. And I say it every time I teach, every time I teach, because I kept going back and back and back until I started to stop fighting my own ego and listen to what he had to say, because he too healed himself through yoga and that's why he teaches as well. When you heal yourself through something, that's, that's, we're here to serve on the planet. So, so make the difference that you can. So that changed my life. Mm. I just kept listening and then I started to trust, trust what he was saying and then I started to trust what I was feeling in my body mm. and then the relationship deepened. Like yoga is the journey of the self through and the self. That's the an self. experiential learning. That wasn't mm. just blind faith. Have faith. Yeah. No, not at all. You're going to walk on water soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Have been faith. times. 
But the thing is that that came from your word that you actually said was trust. Mm. I trusted the feelings within my body. Yep. I think that that's super poignant. Um, that if if we could all have that of every moment of every day, mm. we'd be living integrated mm. beings mm. Um, upon this earth, and and we all do it nowadays. We all I'm I'm, I'm the biggest lose my head person. I lose my head completely as well, and and I have to always stop back and tell myself, okay, trust that everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Like it's all gonna be. All going to be well, you know, and you have to really reintegrate body, brain, presence, spirit, literally. Mm. And it's an experience that you do. It's not some esoteric kind of lofty, oh, one day I'm going to, it's so, it's not, it's it's really integrated and embodied here and now. Mm. And I think that, I think that's why yoga has become bigger in everywhere around the world now. Look, look, uh, Going to yoga is great. Bottom line, no matter what style or what they're teaching you, going there is great because there's nothing like it and nothing will heal you. The reason it's so powerful is because you are taught to focus on the breath. No other no other form of exercise does that. And that's why yoga has such incredible results because mm. it is moving with the breath. It's being Present. conscious, mm. you know, like... Who would have thought that breathing into your lungs will expand bones? Mm. Doing that. Uh, uh, people have a completely different concept then, you know. But it's um, At the end of the day, when you go to a class, whilst you've got a teacher up the front, you are the teacher. You are your own teacher. You're a student when you walk in, but as soon as the teacher starts talking, you then teach yourself, how does what she is or he is saying work with my body? Do I need to pull back? Do I'm wanting something stronger today? How can I make my muscles work in a different way, you know? And having something, someone up the front that is um, particular about detail makes a, a big difference. And mm. then talking about chakras and talking about the spirituality and talking about the yamas and the niyamas and the eight limbs and that's, that's where your life really starts to evolve. We're going to go to another track. We've got Joe Doyle from Soul Fusion Yoga here with us and um, it's an absolute treat having her in the house. So what song are we going to next, Joe? We, we're going to uh, one of my favourites, Jason Mraz, and this is a beautiful song called The World, that I, the World As I See It. Uh, I hope you enjoy this because I love it. I love him.
Radio. We've got Joe Doyle. My name is Mira Allen. We're having some fun here in the house today. <laughs> it's been covering a lot of topics. Where yeah. did we leave everybody off then? We left everyone off it. Oh, no. Breathing? No, that's what we were talking about, breathing in the, in the break. We don't know where we've left you all off, but we're hoping that you're having a, a fantastic time. We, we've been on a bit of a yogic journey. Actually, your journey got a bit sidetracked then, actually. We went from... Welcome to my life. <laughs> One big soul fusion of life. Yeah. Um, we went from – so you were singing music in between. You've gone to your first yoga class with your friend. Mm-hmm. You've gone, okay. Then how did you get into doing your teacher training? Was that just natural progression or uh, – I uh, – so I was do- doing yoga for about six, seven years. As a student. And, and your back had rehabilitated itself yes. in this time. Yeah. I, yeah. I have absolutely no pain anymore. Well, I see you always booging and dancing and shaking <laughs> and picking things up and throwing things around. So so that's incredible. So I think when you have that kind of healing, you, that's your, it's a part of your path. You have to share that. Mm. Because people don't have to be walking around in pain. They don't have to be. They just have to know when to come into the body. I mean, you know, look at the it. alternative. You, mm. you could have actually been... Just like that osteo said and just gone and had an operation and blah, 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 not really guaranteed that you're going to be like this now. Like, oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I when I started being a yoga student, I also that's when I started um, my jazz singing as well. Mm. So I have I had a, a, a fabulous supportive partner at the time and was really encouraging for for me to you know get out there. So I did and um, landed myself in some, <laughs> some really amazing amazing situations that I laugh at now. Like this, like how do these things happen? You know, life presents it constantly presents and it constantly excites me and. Uh, constantly amazes me how things we grow and evolve by things that land for mm. us, you know, and the choices that we make. And so I was at um, a beautiful friend of mine's place, Tracy Keller. She was, she's an artist. She's, uh, her and her husband are both partner, were both yoga teachers. And uh, I went to her place. Gosh, for a non-yogic person, you're hanging around a lot of yogis. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. And, and. I went to her place and she said, let's do some Ashtanga yoga. I'm like, what? I'd never heard of it before. I'm just a Hatha girl and I love Hatha yoga. And so we did Ashtanga and I thought, I am going to pass out. <laughs> but I kept up with her and she's so strong. And my ego was like, you will not, that you're not here. You will not go down. You keep up with her. And I'm like, and it's Tony Robbins in the back. Yeah, we'll walk on that button. You can do that vinyasa extra strong. Hold that chaturanga. Hold it. <laughs> I'd never done one before and I was shaking, going, oh, God. And, uh, and, and she, after it, she's like, oh, wow, I'm really surprised. You did really great. And I was trying to, you know, not have a beetroot face and, and breathe, just try to stay alive. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I just I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to say I'm actually dying here from that. I <laughs> love it. That's great. Um, and she said, "What did you think?" And I said, "Well, uh, I for me, it's just missing. It's missing so much. And and um, I've always I, I've tried all different yogas, and I still do. But mm. I always come back to Hatha. You know mm. that that real conscious connection of being really present. You mm. know that's my experience of Hatha, and that's what I, I love. You get that opportunity to explore, and and in between the class, you've you've got that opportunity to stop and observe how you feel, mm. and that." It is is the life changing little bit. See, for, for me, how I know you more is as a really a great restorative teacher, mm. which I think is necessary nowadays in the way we're all so busy and the way we all push ourselves a lot. And the way there's, you know, the last place you want to get pressure is going to relieve and relax and center is in a yoga studio. You know. And, you can sometimes see quite a few people quite stressed in a, in a studio mm. and um, just to make a shape with their bodies. Mm. And it just, it, it, it baffles me why, why you'd ex add that extra 90 minutes of, of pressure into your life to try and unpressurize yourself, you know? Mm. Um, and that old joke about, you know, you're stressing to get to the yoga studio and, and find a park and make sure I get to do my yoga class so I can relax. But the, you know, the five minutes to get there was, it was absolute mayhem. Mm. <laughs> and so really like, it, it's an interesting one that, that, um, that you come across. And I, I feel when I've done your restorative classes, I've felt absolutely restored from the moment I set in and free, mm. free freedom, real, just relax, really. Let yourself rest on the bolster. No, really. You don't have to push your hips open, really. Mm. You know, really restore. Um, so I think there's such a grace and a power in that. Um, 
where you're you're genuinely of service, and obviously, and even you know, your massage and in what you do energetically, Reiki. But so sorry, I've taken over. Go back to where we're no, up to. That's okay. Look, just but talking about the hard and fast yoga classes. Look, that that suits eight type personalities. Yeah, and it has its place. Yeah, like, you know, first absolutely. thing in the morning it has its place. Yeah, at six a.m. when your joints are tight. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Yet we old, but look, uh, if as long as you're going, that's great. Really, that's the bottom line. That's great. And if that's what you need, hard and fast in in yoga, then then that's great. But uh, uh, as your practice grows and develop, uh, my wish is for you to develop it in a much deeper way and to start to explore other things because you your life will open up in ways that you'll it will change you and you'll have much more consciousness and presence with yourself and that is what we need in this world right now. We need less hard. We need more soft. We need more compassion, more softness. You know, you're one of the people that, you know, when I sit with the politicians around the world one day and I'm going to get them all to do some pranayama and a little bit of practice and a bit of meditation and yoga nidra, uh, you're one of the people that I'll be taking with me around that, you know, little United Nations circle of politicians and world leaders and I think the world will be run in a very different way. I really, really believe that this is where it will head at some point, uh, where people that are the change makers, the decision makers and mm. the influences of of where we're going as a whole, um, it would be quite powerful if we could get them to go in this way of presence. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful that the everyday people, you know, we're, we're connecting to our bodies and our spirits in different ways and we're doing it, but I think it's, it's now it starts to to start from the top and trickle down would be would be amazing if that if everyone could come from that sense of presence absolutely so when are we taking over the world oh look what time do we finish (laughs) 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 to stop to stop and pause and and the only way the only way that we can do this is we have to start with the self what what are we doing that's that's beneficial for the self are we spending time in quiet or do we need stimulation all the time no we don't Mm. you know what what about the food that we're eating what about what we're drinking what are we doing to this what am I doing to myself and uh, I I don't live a perfect life that's that's for sure I I, uh, and I know I know when I'm not doing the right thing because my consciousness goes (laughs) I am so watching you (laughs) you know and it's like damn it and um it all comes down to physically how you treat yourself, emotionally, how you treat yourself and the self-talk. You know, mm. we have to be conscious of that and, and softening and softening constantly and it's, it is a challenge and acceptance is massive. It is a, it's a massive thing and, and trying not to... Uh, what have you got there, young lady? Well, as you said, that just triggered me to remember because I pick a card every morning from Sofan Chan, one of your friends mm-hmm. that lives on Danga Island. Island. Get yourself oh, like an what? ad for Danga Island. <laughs> Um, so Fan is a beautiful artist and she, she's an artist and a writer and I think she's a, she's a teacher in her own amazing yeah, she's, way. she's studying Buddhism at the moment. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. And, um, I think it was at Spirit Fest and I was singing and she stood there and she just watched me sing and she just beamed me energy like at the back of the room and, and I thought, oh, that woman was amazing. And then I went and spoke to her and then bought a deck of her cards. So... This is um, one of her cultivation cards and it's um, number 31 and it's equanimity. equanimity. And I picked that this morning and it says, I find hope in the darkest of days and focus in the brightest. I do not judge the universe. 
The Dalai Lama says that. Mm. I find hope in the darkest of days and focus in the brightest. I do not judge the universe. Equanimity embodies forging ahead with an unshakable courage to experience all circumstances that come your way and without judging them as good or bad, right or wrong, gain or loss, so that you will not be disturbed by your own negative emotions. Mm. Nothing can spin you out of your calm center. Equanimity. I just love that. Mm. So I picked that this morning. So I thought I'd share that with everybody today. It's beautiful. Do you want to pick a card and share one with the listeners? Sure. Love how this is so fun here today. <laughs> Live here at Manifesting Destiny, Joe Deroyle from Soul Fusion Yoga is shuffling some of Sir Fan Chan's cards. And she's got a blue coloured card with a Buddha seated with a flying peacock above her head and lotus flowers everywhere. And it says number four, the path. And her glasses are coming on. It's a truth <laughs> card, not a cultivation card. Of course it's the truth card from the truth seer herself. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, no one saves us but ourselves. No one can and no one may. We ourselves must walk the path. Oh. The path to enlightenment is an endless process. It's endless. You have to practice diligently and with discipline. Eventually you'll become the path itself and fewer struggles and sufferings will come your way. And if that is... That is, uh, m- yes, my my uh, sister has, has my younger sister had uh, just been diagnosed with cancer at the beginning of the year, and that's um, the journey and talking with her every day and and um, has been the biggest challenge of my life. I didn't know whether to be a I didn't know whether to be a yogi or her sister and. Uh, the challenge to be both has been huge. At, uh, accepting her choices with my yoga knowledge and wanting her to make different choices as her sister has been huge. And uh, the, the roller coaster mm. with that has been amazing. And I, I'm so grateful that I'm on this yogic path to give me the strength because there's been times where it's like, oh, I just want to shake you. <laughs> and, and but it's not. It isn't. It isn't my path. It isn't. And that's really frustrating to watch someone do something that's not congruent to making awesome choices for their life. And you know, and the patience that has to bring as well mm. for yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's the truth of it. Is yeah, we we can give so much to others, but at the end of the day, it's what we're giving. For ourselves, that's yeah. going to radiate, and we can only teach by example, yeah. really. Um, and I'm actually just using technology as I speak to show people that beautiful image <laughs> of that um, card that you chose. And uh, you know, if, if, what would you, what would you say to the people that do have? You know, if you're preaching to the converted, I mean, shout out Kylie said, by the way, we love you. Um, <laughs> If you're preaching to the converted here of those people that are doing their practice, they are in their, you know, in their bodies, they are conscious about how they eat, what they drink, how they live, how they think, they're manifesting from the five senses in a conscious way. Um, but what would you say to them? We all have them with, you know, close family or friends that are, that are watching somebody be detrimental to the, to their lives, that maybe someone's in addiction or someone's got major illness and, they're not wanting to cultivate, you know, that equanimity. They're not wanting to see the truth of in their own um, will, 
and discipline for themselves and how to get themselves on a cleaner, clearer path to, of healing, what would you say to those people that are watching the people suffering? Because you've been, you've been that witness to a lot of your family that, are, you know, they, they don't even know sometimes who you really are mm. in your journey, mm. how much you've grown. They're, they're mm. still seeing you as the, you know, country girl and, you know, how you were in your 20s. Yeah, good question. Um, so for those of us on, on this path, uh, reach out to someone who's been on this path a lot longer, uh, find someone that has their knowledge turned into wisdom because when this um, my sister was first diagnosed, the first person I rang was Craig, uh, my first yoga teacher, and and uh, said, I, I, need, I need some support here because I don't know how, how to be and I need to be supportive for her and how do I be that? Mm, how mm. do I be that? And he gave me some beautiful, insightful, short information. And, and uh, I thought, okay, great. And now I'm going to ring my other go-to, and that's Marty Bell on the Central Coast. She's mm-hmm. um, another teacher that is um, ashram taught, and you can tell when you're being taught by an ashram teacher they are uh, mm-hmm. completely different energy. And she said exactly the same thing that Craig said, and, and it's... Um, just just try and stay present, you know, try not to buy into any thoughts because you're going to have your own journey with this and she's most certainly going to have her own and, and so is the family, so is the family with it. So when I go into my human and despair and, and um, mm. sadness I and, you know, years ago I would have bought into that emotion and gone down with it and now I whilst I still feel the sadness and, and um, my own stuff, it is my own stuff and I have to process that. Yeah. But because of yoga, it brings me into just, just stay, accept acceptance and be present. And, and I have, you know, an, an incredible support network as well. You know, my beautiful friend Linda, she's been a, a rock for me. And, and um, a shout out to my friends on Danga Island, Joe and Ian Cameron. They are incredible. And you know, again, you're surrounded by you know, Ian, one of the, one of the most famous palmists, mm. and Joe. She's also she's a reflexologist. reflexologist yeah, her knowledge on health and well being is is um, surpasses most people that I've ever met. You know, she's incredible, incredible. Uh, and I, they all live on an island. I, I mean, know, it's on. got no cars. Danga Island. Get the ferry. Get the bus or the train or drive to Brooklyn. Get off. Get the ferry. It'll cost you $7. Go over to this island that's got one cafe, one bowling club, a community centre, and uh, there's no cars. There's no even tarred roads. You can walk around the island in 20 minutes and it's incredible. It's really <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Surrounded by water. Uh, Joe and Ian don't even have a TV and when I go to visit them, we're t- so busy talking about life and philosophy and mm, foods mm. and, and um, well-being. It, it's quite Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Joe, love it. I love it. And, th- and thank you for sharing that wisdom with us. We're going to go to another one of your tracks. What have you selected for us? Where, where are we going in our next part of our oh. musical journey? Well, I, I think it's a great segue to um, Nancy Wilson, an incredible jazz singer. She sings uh, this great song called I'm Beginning to See the Light. So here you go. I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies 
But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I never went in for afterglow Or candlelight on the mistletoe But now when you turn the lamp down low I'm beginning to see the light I used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused a spark That's a four alarm buying now Never made love by lantern shine Never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see Radio. Wow. That <laughs> so was... get, if that didn't get you in your body, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for choosing that. We've got Joe Doyle from Soul Fusion Yoga with us. And Joe, can you believe it? We've got like 29, no, 28 minutes left. Um, and we haven't even touched on how you got into the, you know, the yoga world panel thing thing. And there's so much more to talk about here. Wait. Oh, okay, quickly. International World Yoga Day. What yep. a treat. Yes. Um, so because of my injuries, um, Kate, was looking for someone who was either a student or a teacher of yoga that had healed themselves through yoga physically. And uh, yes, I, I did. So I put my hand up and the rest is history. And that was amazing to share share my story because it's quite uh, an intense one. And I've only just touched on it now, but um, I specialize now in hips and lower back. I do a lot of workshops and the results are incredible. And, and um, because of my passion for the emotional connection with the human body, I went on to study psychosomatic therapy. And uh, when I studied it, I realized that I, I had, I'd, it was old knowledge. I'd mm. already known it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so when I do one-on-one, I certainly, I read the, I read the body, how it shows up. And, and um, my, my one-on-ones are not for the faint-hearted, you know. I like, I, the beautiful thing about yoga that I don't see in anything else is that it is empowering from the first time you mm. go. Mm. You know, nothing else does that. You, you can know? never undo 
the first practice. Because yeah. once you've done the first practice, even if you never come back again, yeah. it's in. Yeah. It's started. My first class, <laughs> I went once a week for about a month. And then a friend of mine said, why don't you start going twice a week? So I did. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fabulous. And then I started going three times a week and I thought I was a Dalai Lama. You know? <laughs> I thought, oh, man, I've seen the light. <laughs> you know, it was really the, the shifting, the shifting inside uh. was – uh, you know, I was smoking a packet of cigarettes a day. Can you believe it? And I just with cold cold turkey and stopped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was just like that. It's like, what, what am I doing? You mm. know, it was a real awakening. And and, and so, the, yeah, the shift from one class. It's true. You want to change your life? Just go to one yoga class, and that'll change you. And that's why I can sit there and counsel people till I'm blue in the face. But that's not empowering, really. Mm. Let's let's get you in your body and get you moving those chakras that you're having issues with, and and you see how you feel after it, and then tell me if you want to have a chat. You know, usually that's not how th- what they want to do, and if mm. they do, then we do more yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Just on, on keep so it up. levels, yeah, and and the power of of it because psychosomatic therapy and body reading and face reading, it's um. I, I popped into a sushi yeah, station for dinner the other night, and I sat next to this gorgeous girl. And uh, we were chatting and, and she asked me what I did and I, I said, you know, I'm a yoga teacher and I, I do psychosomatic therapy. What is that? Well, it's psych is mind and soma is the body and uh, how, we, how we show up in life is apparent in the body. And if you are not a very good communicator verbally, it still shows up in your body. So mm. I did a face reading for her and she's like, oh, it's really quite confronting, isn't it? <laughs> and and when you do it and when you just see it, like you say, when you're the truth scene, you just see it, it just seems normal. It's not a judgment. It's like this and this and this and they're like… Yeah, it is just as it is. Yeah. That is, you it, know, it is. You've got red headphones on your ears. Yes, I do. And yeah. it's not, how dare you say I've got red headphones on my ears when I don't like the colour red. It's no, yeah. yeah, I'm wearing red headphones on my ears. It's all <laughs> about the acceptance and the non-judgment and what comes up for you when you're having that done. And it's mm. a constant, we constantly evaluating, evolving, growing, and okay, I'm being confronted. Where am I feeling that in my body? Mm. The quickest way to get out of it is to breathe it up, breathe it up and breathe it out. Mm. You know, that's the breath will shift everything. And I wanted just to have a little edge step back because one of the most cool things, I mean, I, I was doing a face reading course. It was only a day course once upon a time on a Saturday. At, uh, I used to do a lot of all these odd random courses. And that face reading that you do as well. I mean, that was one of the first things that you did with me. Mm. And it was, it was, it was mind blowing. And I sat there thinking, gosh, this woman, she's done one yoga class with me and she read my face. (laughs) And it was like, you knew me inside and out, you know, really personal things as well. I was like, wow, geez. Okay. So, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a feeling you've, you've actually always had that in you. Mm. Like you, you, from, I mean, how many heads you've touched and how many faces you've seen and hair and makeup and people you've done and da 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 and and even as a performer you're watching people's faces in the audience as well mm. when you were singing um yeah, I was going to get you to sing some jazz for us. I, <laughs> I just felt like you could do a little bit. Um, it just felt like the right thing at that moment when I looked at you you just looked quite comfortable perched up on a stool but you're gonna, with a microphone you look like you're going to belt something then um, could happen and so, you know, I think the face reading, I love that you, you're not just isolating yoga into like, right, let's do a warrior two, let's do a plank, let's do a, yeah. you're, you're actually bringing in what's going on in your body, how's your body, what's injuries happening, where you're like, you're a full, you're the, you are the soul fusion of a practice. I mean, and right down to 
when the person at reception and you're looking at their face, you know, and you're, they don't even know. Mm. You already read their face. Yeah. I, I don't usually do uh, that verbally in a class. Uh, if they... Oh, like in a one-on-one though? You, you oh, absolutely, yeah, in a one-on-one yeah, yeah. for sure. In a class I'll do things like I, I will look at their, their, the placement of their hands and their arms and when they step up to the mat, are their feet even? You know, is the left overtaking the right? What's which direction are they going in? You know, mm. and to make them conscious of every move. Like when you step forward, where are your feet when they come together? Where are they? Mm. Are you consciously of being right here in this room, right here now? Are you looking mm. at your feet where they're balanced? Something as simple as that, because that's what's supporting you. What's on the floor? So pay attention. Mm. Things like that. And yeah. it's funny, I mean, I, I mean, big classes where there's like, you know, 40, 50 people, that they miss out this kind of beauty of the intricacies and the personalised, that awareness of you checking in and seeing and feeling where people are, I guess. It's hard to do that in big, which reminds me, you've got a workshop coming up, no? Yeah. I have a few workshops coming up. Drum roll. Oh, that little I wish I was in the country. <laughs> ah. Tell me where I mean I've done your chakra workshop when I was in the Central Coast. So I've I've got two um, happy healthy hips yoga master classes I call them. Um, most people, you know, walking around have tight hips or lower back stuff, you know, or, or back stuff. It's very challenging to explain to someone how that feels if you're not experiencing back pain. Mm. So I, I specialise in these classes because it brings people out of the woodwork that don't even do yoga. They just hear about it and go, oh, God, I've got to really do with that. Oh, I've got a bad lower back. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I keep dropping into that Tony Robbins <laughs> today. <laughs> Apologies, <laughs> listeners. I don't know what's happening. You're feeling the giant I'm, I'm on the way to America, maybe. That's what it is. Anyway. Imagine you standing next to him. You'd look like a little hanky next to oh, him. Oh, I'd smash him. I'd just smash him. And he knows it. <laughs> he knows it. I love your confidence. I just oh, love no. it. No, I do. I love Let's, it. Well, look, the truth see is here. Yeah. I can't lie. You know, you know it too. What's up, Tony? My name's Mir Allen. Can you just I'm put half me on your height. Can you put me on your shoulder so we can have a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> um, Gosh. I think. <laughs> Focus. I People think, want to come okay. to your workshop. Happy hips. So, um, I've. Because where is, it? Where, be- where is it? So one is at the Yoga Collective in Terrigal on the Central Coast, and that is on next Saturday at one o'clock from one to four. So it's really you're going to three feel hours of power. So juicy when you walk out of there, you're going to be like, wow! And the hips is where we hold our emotion, and the and if we don't express ourselves and we don't open up through the hips, it's going to get stuck in in the throat chakra. So when when we're doing hip stuff and it's intense. I encourage people to like to let it out. Like if you've got to sing or do a few ums or do a few or whatever, just let it out. Let it, let it vocally come out. Groaning. Yes. Yeah. Laughing, out, crying. Laughing. Because mm. once one person goes, oh, that <laughs> usually starts the rest of the moaning, which is great. Open up and let it out. If when people don't do it, their jaws, kind of, <laughs> their, their jaws go tight. Yeah, they clench the back of So I'm mm. watching. I go, loosen your jaw. Loosen your jaw and loosen your jaw. And... The challenge of letting it go, letting that stored emotion go, mm. if they're not doing it through the hips, it's going to go straight to the face and the jaw and you can see it. So mm. once I say that, it's giving and give yourself permission. permission. Give yourself mm. permission. You know. So that's on Saturday. Oh, that's a three-hour one. And then – In Terrigal. In Terrigal. And how do people find tickets for that if they're uh, going to drive you, up the coast? You can go on to the Yoga Collective with the beautiful – 
the beautiful, exquisite teacher, Marty Bell. You can um, go through her website. You can go onto my Facebook, which is Soul Fusion Yoga or Joe Soul Fusion Yoga Doyle. No, that's not my middle name, but we're working on that. Soul Fusion Yoga. Oh, Joe Soul ring. Fusion. Oh, I think Joe Sparkles. Joe Sparkles. Well, not everybody knows that I'm a sparkly sparkle. Oh, they can sparkle. feel it. They can feel it. Keep okay. sending out a bit of love to up Nitty Bell if she's around. Up Nitty. Mm. With her shaved hair and orange robe. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. You know, there's a few people that blow my mind as teachers. You're one of them. Craig's Aww. one of them. Marty Bell's one of them. And up Nitty Bell is is way, she's a way ahead of our time here. You know, she's an incredible. SBO. To shout out, Simon. Oh, Simon <laughs> Olivia. I went to a class the other day and I've not been to a class of Simon's yet. And I went to this class and this teacher was beautiful. And he was doing these moves and I don't know what, why, but I said to him after class, he, have you done any workshops with Simon? And he said, when I came to Australia, I did all of my workshops with him and I studied with him for five years. And I'm like... The moves, Clearly. you could tell the the moving <laughs> yeah. of the spine. It was like slow body rolling. It was amazing. And I felt incredible after that class. Mm. Amazing teacher. Oh, okay, so th- we've got one workshop we've, oh, we've so, told everyone. So, Saturday the, the third one, Saturday. Sorry. Next the week. second one is on the Sunday, the 31st, and that's on Dangar Island in the community hall. So oh, after that island. class… You just get the ferry over. That's getting quite booked out, that class. Okay, yeah. So if you want to go to that one, uh, jump on to my Facebook, um, Joe Soul Fusion Yoga, Doyle or Soul Fusion Yoga. It's an orange S, little white S with an orange. Little white S swirly yoga. So, okay, so you've got one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Yes. And after the one on the, after the workshop on the island, the masterclass, we're going to go for a walk around the island and then you'll really see how the shifting has happened in your hips. It'll be quite amazing. Wow. Yeah. And then on the 21st of August, I have uh, a retreat with some really incredible people. Acupuncturists. Um, um, acupuncturist. Sam, Sam Harris? No, Tom, Tom, Tom Harris. Harris. He's um, over in Dalich Hill. He is a master at what he does. He studied in China and here in Australia. He's a, he is amazing. Mm-hmm. His knowledge, his wisdom, his, what he knows about the energetic body, you know, simple, humble fella, you know, little Greek boy. Love it. Beautiful. So he's so – it's $333 for the whole day. That includes your acupuncture, two yoga classes with me. Uh, a very good friend of mine, Sue Buckland, is uh, a registered nurse. She's also a nurse educator. She's also an Ayurvedic consultant. So she studied in India and, and to have that, mm. to go to someone when, when you need uh, Western and Eastern medicine, to go to one person, say, I'm Perfect. having issues with blah, blah, blah. Oh, she will give you the medical advice and she'll give you what you need ayurvedically. This is what your body needs. So that, just working with those two alone, Tom. And, uh, yeah. Wow. So it's only $333 for it. For the whole the day. Whole so that's nine till five. And uh, that's, you'll be having, there's an Ayurvedic cooking class. And, um, Where's Ayurvedic, the venue for that? It's at Marty. So if you drive straight up the central coast, take the Wyong exit. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and 15 minutes from Sydney. Take the Wyong exit. So you take the left and then you turn left again. It's right there. Wow. And beautiful Diane Butler is an incredible spiritual sound therapy healer. She's been doing this for about 20 years now. And wow. her voice is uh, so like an acupuncturist. Beautiful. You've got a sound healer. You've got yourself teaching yoga. You've got 
the Ayurvedic. She's doing all the food. Yeah. And doing um, lectures and cooking class. And, and there's going to be Himalayan rock salt foot massages as well. Oh, it's, my goodness. I know. 21st of August. On a Sunday. And the first 10 people, actually, we've sold about four so far because we only put it to air on Friday. Mm-hmm. The first 10 people will get an, an Ayurvedic starter kit from Sue that valued oh. at $80. And everyone that attends will go into the draw to win a session with one of us. So... Um, so if you come wow. to see me, it'll be quite an intense yoga class, low, low private, yoga, private, yeah. psychosomatic, face reading, face everything, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that person better be ready. Have we got, what song have we got coming up here now? We have got the fabulous Eva Cassidy. Eva Cassidy, cheek to cheek. Let's see if we can get this playing. We'll... Maybe not. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Live at the Blues Alley. Let's little give bit a big of Blues easy. Alley welcome to Miss Eva Cassidy.
singing to that. Ah, you know. We got um Eva Eva Joe Solfuge uh, Cassidy Joe <laughs> Joe Doyle. Well, I don't know. Eva Cassidy? Eva Cassidy. Eva Cassidy. What a story <laughs> of hers. Hey, she's amazing. Amazing singer. We had a dance. Like it. Yeah, like we've just done a bit of a hot yoga. We just got embodied. We just got into our bodies. We so did. <laughs> Love it. Um you know, Eva Cassidy, you were saying, yeah, she faced, you know, she couldn't face the audience, so she turned the lights down. Like, Turn the lights down low. And she'd face the um yeah, very shy. Yeah. Very shy. And um, with a voice like that, wow. Oh, her stuff was, if you get a chance, she did a cover of uh, Fields of Gold by Sting. And uh, she passed away when she was young and Sting had never heard of her. And someone said, you know, that she's done a cover of your song. And he's like, oh. Another person has done a cover. Another someone has debauched my songs. Can people <laughs> stop covering my stuff? And uh, they played it for him and he said he was in tears. And he never got to meet her. He was in tears because he was listening to it as if it's the first time he'd ever heard it sung. As if he hadn't even written it. And then so much went on for him that he's like, that's like, how do you Mm. get moved to tears? Moved to tears by someone else singing your stuff. That's, her voice has such power. So if you get the chance to have a Uh. listen, Fields of Gold. Do yourself a favour. Bit of Eva Cassidy. And we've had Eva Cassidy on before. Well, not in here. But she's been played before here with um, Andriana, um, which, funny enough, was our episode here on Manifesting Destiny called The Truth. Get out. It was The Truth. <laughs> Look at you. Truth seers all listening to Eva Cassidy. <laughs> and um, so, Joe, we we, we're coming down to the last eight minutes Mm. Oh, how did these two hours go? Maybe we could look. We'll just um, ask Life to Unlimited to just we'll just cut into their airtime for the I next think two so, hours. Julian's away. He's cool. He's fine <laughs> with it. It's great. <laughs> so, it's been just, so much. It's fun. been. We'll, we'll just we'll just <laughs> amp it up. Place <laughs> in a minute here. Don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll keep you all satisfied. Um, so, Joe. Yes, darling. Two. Two workshops next mm. week, Saturday and Sunday, mm. and then a third one on the 21st of August, which gives people time to plan a little bit. Mm. And that's a full day retreat, that's 9 to 5, day. on a Saturday, the 21st of August. Yeah. Um, and that's $333, and mm. they get all the acupuncturist, Ayurvedic food. They get mm, everything. Sound everything. Therapy, yoga classes, foot massage, everything. That's like such a bargain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and wow. uh, there's been four sold already. So And um, how many places are in the total? Like uh, 10 or something? We're, we're looking at 25. Oh, wow. So it's okay. It's a decent S- amount of humans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so why the there's a decent amount of p- practitioners. Got it. Yeah. So And there's, um, uh, yeah, there's six okay. packs left. So if you want to pack, um, and you can just put down the How do they book too. it? How do they book it? You can go through me. You can go on to... Um, you can go on to the my, let's tell my, the mic. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You can go you on can to my me. Facebook. You can go onto my Facebook. Uh, uh, Soul Fusion Yoga, and um, contact me on there, and and uh, we'll hook you up. That sounded so cool, didn't it? Yeah, go on to Soul Fusion yeah, Yoga. We'll hook, hook you up. up. Yeah, this is modern day yogi style. <laughs> no, not modern. <laughs> to the old school. Yeah. So modern, it's old school. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, what would you like to share with it? We had a whole list of things that we wanted to get mm. through. I remember there was, 
oh, we, we sort of covered a little bit of religion, a little bit of politics, a little bit of Wayne Dyer, a little bit of Paramahansa Swami Mahashwan. <laughs> Um, a little bit of face reading, a little bit of your yoga background, a little bit of your back injury, mm. a little bit of touching people's crown chakras if you're, you know, enlightened. Mm. <laughs> and even if you're I, you know, and look, look, I think, I think that is a really sacred thing. Just back to the head touching thing. Super um, sacred. Honour your hairdressers, people. Because, you know, Let them know. It's, um, the, we don't get touched enough, like... So for someone to be touching your head, it Mm. really is quite, you can make it or break it. It's not what you say. People feel, whether they're aware of that or not, they'll feel Mm. through your hands, whether you're present, confident and and strong or or Mm. wishy-washy, they'll feel that, you know, and then it's a whole, it's quite an embodied experience. Really? Are you going to be massaging the people's heads because your hands are magical? So are you going to be doing that at the retreat? Or I actually the... do a lot of. I do. I'm a hands-on teacher. I am, and and uh, I'm okay with that. You know, my intent is to is uh, to bring out the healer in you. You know, because you're going to respond, and you're going to you'll feel that. And and um, hmm. I usually do a bit of Reiki on people, and and uh, when when they're in restorative, and you know, people respond. You know, you, mm. people know. The soul it's all knows, energy, it's all know. prana. Of course yeah. it is, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But the one thing I suppose, like we were talking about last night, you know, it is to really know that you have got a body. And when you, you know, yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self. The self that you'll find when you go into that body and come out and start to trust yourself from the inside. What do I need rather than give me that cake? Well, give me that chocolate. Let me increase my diabetes just that little bit more. You know, uh, (laughs) make some conscious choices because your health is everything. Mm. It is everything. And without it, we're here to function in this physical body and experience life through the physical body. And when you're empowering that, you see things differently. You Mm. know, spend time in nature because nothing fills you more than that. Speaking of nature... This is a bit of a plug for me. Go. I have an exhibition, an art exhibition oh, on this so Friday do. called Nurture Nature. And they're all paintings done by myself and Tara Resch. Tara Resch has done a lot of female figurative bodies and colours and stuff. And I've done mine more from inspiration through nature, but more uh, through my meditation practice for the, what we see in the inner realms of the natural world in our inner celestial world. Um, that have been painted into canvases and it's going to be a night of art, um, singing, poetry. A little bit of hung will be played as well um, at Bondi Road at the One Space Place, 66 Bondi Road in Bondi Junction. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So it's going to be quite a – it's going to be an experiential thing and the artworks will be for sale at the end of the night if – or, well, little red stickers we'll be putting around the place. But – but that's more incidental to the to the feeling and the experience that we're going to have from 6pm to 8pm at um, One Space, 66 Bondi Road this Friday evening. So if you can get on down there, um, that would be lovely. There'll be nibblies and things. It's $10 at the door. And I really want to share before I leave, um, yeah, as much as I can it, it, through embodied experience. Yeah, I guess the space will be made in mm. an embodied experience mm. through sound and art. So visually and auditory mm. experience. It, to, to see your art come up on Facebook, 
you, you blow my mind. You're the most one of you are the most humble person I know. You just go and you do what needs to be done, and you show up. and And to be a student of yours as well has been quite. It's thank you. Oh, if you spot it, you got it. Oh, stop. <laughs> see, see what I mean? She's the most humble person and gracious. And um, to to uh, I'm filling in for a few of Mira's classes while she's away, and and I went to just to go with her a few weeks ago to to her artistic group that she teaches and to watch her mm. to be so present with these incredible people living their life the way they the best they can and to have a teacher be so present and in her heart space um, and she knows these people and she allows them to their, their freedom. That's that's such a gift and that's a presence that we can all learn and grow from and, and uh, I'm I wish you so much luck, darling, overseas, mm. and I'm really going to miss you. And you. I'm grateful you're with my beautiful <laughs> autistic humans of magicness, so you can get your hands on them and squish their faces squish the way I do. <laughs> uh, but I'm so looking forward to your mm. art exhibition on the weekend. I'm going to be telling everybody <laughs> on Friday night. Oh, oh gosh, mm. I wish I could get down to your retreat. Yeah, up, well, up, you'll up. be you'll be in New York, New York. Yeah, well, you know life these days well we're, we're gonna have to go out now we've got 10 seconds left of airtime what song are we going to go out on we listening to manifesting destiny on bondi beach radio and we love you all and thank you joe soul fusion yoga for ha- being here and what song are we going out with we're going out with a little bit of something so and this is my last Sydney show for a while. Yeah, yeah. We're going out with a friend of mine, Becky Cole. She heard one of her albums. Um, one of her songs is called Hello Happiness. And Hello it's, um, it's so Happiness. much fun. When she played it at uh, one of her gigs, a Swedish guy came up to her and said, I really like that song, Hello Happiness. And <laughs> Hello <laughs> so Happiness. She's fabulous and thanks for having me. And that's, um, You're on Bondo Beach Radio with Manifesting Destiny. And we're playing...